Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Board Game Barbarians. I am your host, and this time I am joined by my board game barbarian brother, Chris. Welcome, foolish barbarians. Oh, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chris, this is your first time being on a podcast, right? It is, in fact. Welcome to podcasting. It's just you and me talking to each other across the internet. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me. You're welcome. Um, well, I just I kind of wanted to start and uh, just have you go over a little bit of like your history with board games in general. So, when I was a kid, I played a lot of Monopoly. Um, we grew up with Key to the Kingdom, and I seemed like the only one who wanted to play him all the time, and nobody else did. So, it pretty much, we didn't. Um, later yeah. in life, when we were adults living in an adult apartment, one of my buddies, uh, his wife, had a job at Goodwill. So, she kept bringing home, uh, you know, junk board games like, you know, name that corporate logo and stuff like that. Right. Uh, so we would play that stuff and it was all crap, but it was still kind of fun anyway. So since I'm a big horror fan, I got on Google one day and I said, I wonder if there's any board games that have zombies in them. <laughs> and uh, there are. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, lots of them. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so I uh, went to the comic shop, got zombies with three exclamation marks, and I thought it was the coolest thing that I ever did, so I promptly That's bought the, all of the expansions for that. The card game one, right? No, not the card game. No. Oh. Which one? Which zombie there is thing? A, there is a, con, a card game version of that game, but I've never played it. And most uh, okay. of the internet says it's garbage. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, pretty much downhill from there. I discovered Last Night on Earth and other Flying Frog games. Uh... Yeah, I mean it's it's been a real debacle since then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time I, I come over, it seems like you got got something. It's a else sickness. Going on. It's a real problem. <laughs> oh yeah, zombies. We played that. I remember playing that with you the first time coming over to your house. Yeah, it does have yeah. miniatures and tiles and stuff. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, you basically just build the city out as you go along, and zombies will spawn inside buildings. And on your turn, you get to move your shotgun guy, try to shoot zombies and find stuff. And then you get to move other zombies around to try to screw the other people who are playing. Yeah. So there's very little game involved, but it's still fun. It's a good <laughs> intro, it's a good way to get started. Yeah, I know. Every time I come over, you've got you've got something new that's that's come out that you have to introduce me to, which is also the game that we're going to talk about today. Um, you introduced me to that uh, like a month ago. Which for anyone listening, this is going to be our sp spooky, spooktacular. Ooh. the the halloween episode i will release it probably the day before um but yeah uh for i guess we'll just talk about our a little bit of our weeks or, or kind of what we've been doing recently um for those of you wondering about the board game day that happened in october um that Justin and i usually do it went great and i'll talk about it probably the next time Justin and i record um but i did get this week or this episode's game, Horrified. I uh, bought that, played it a couple times. And then I also have uh, Judge Dread: The Cursed Earth, uh, which is just a cool one to four player card game that uh, I thought was going to be terrible because it's a scenario based game, which is like usually pretty 
boring or bullshit, but <laughs> you get to you kind of get to choose where the scenarios go and how you interact with them first. Um, but yeah, anything new uh, on your front, Chris? Well, so I mean, I got it's kind of a big one. I mean, I know you guys have your board game day. Um, I went to Washington State to Flying Frogs weekend convention that dice fest oh yes so you did that's, yeah that's my uh big lately news how was that yeah, that was a hoot yeah this this could turn into a long conversation but <laughs> no nah, man it was a good time <clears throat> i always like going up there every fall i need an excuse to get into a northern state where they actually have colors uh, <laughs> and luckily flying frog has provided that uh excuse for me three years in a row now so where i forgot where is it at so it's the city is called Snohomish. Okay. Um, it's like 45 minutes to an hour north-ish of Seattle. Oh, geez. Um, just depending on the traffic. So but, you'd actually fly fly out there and, and oh, go yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was basically just a Saturday Sunday thing. I flew out on a Thursday just so I could mess around Thursday and Friday. And yeah. Just do you know, try some of the local food see some of the sites. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, it was a, a bit of a debacle getting in there because it was <laughs> so foggy in Seattle that we couldn't land. So they had to turn us around and, uh, land us in Portland. So I sat on the runway at, uh, at the Portland airport for about an hour and a half before, uh, Seattle cleared up. That's not other fun. than that. Everything was pretty smooth sailing. Lots and lots of fun sitting there in a, <laughs> in a plane for an hour. Jesus. If there's anything I love more than flying four hours to Washington, it's flying four hours to Washington, going to Oregon instead, <laughs> and then going to Washington again. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, was there anything um, like at the convention specifically that you were looking into or, or that you did? Well, so every year they've got a painting contest, so I entered into that every year. Um, but basically, they I mean, they build giant 3D versions of their boards mostly mm-hmm. so they, there's a bunch of shadows and brimstone stuff where they just you know build a 3d version of the board and those are really cool uh they have giant size versions of pretty much all of their other games um the only well so anyway i was talking to a guy who was working at the convention and he was asking me what i was most looking forward to playing i was like man i can't wait to get in on that uh, giant size dark gothic yeah and he just kind of looked at me sideways because that's a cards only game which, of course, mm. they're not going to make a giant-sized version of a card game. <laughs> so that joke went completely over his head. That's good. <laughs> I, didn't even, I don't even know what that is, so I guess... Well, he was running that particular game at this particular convention, so he knew what it was. So he knew what it was and then just didn't, just didn't, didn't get catch it. on. Okay. Oh, yeah, Dark Gothic. You got me that. I played that like two or three times with Emily. You got that for Christmas, I think, one year for me. No. It was your wedding gift. Oh, was it? <laughs> All right. Well, it was a gift of some sort that I have actually played, but we haven't. But I been... like that game. I don't like a lot of card games, but that game's pretty fun. I mean, it's a deck building game, so I mean, it's we pretty pretty self explanatory. But I just really like that setting. Yeah, I mean, Emily and I are super into the DC deck builder, which is why I think you got it for us, and we liked it. But it like is there, there's a different aspect to it, which is cool, which is like the the villains themselves. Yeah, kind of fighting them. Yeah, and with dark, dark gothic, uh, there's basically like three boss monsters you got to fight, and they're incrementally more difficult. But yeah, I think the layout is pretty much like the DC game. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it plays a lot like Descent, or not Descent, uh, Ascension. Yeah, which is basically, that. basically yeah. the way DC plays also. Um, well, cool. Do you have anything else yeah. about the your, your time there you wanted to talk before we move no, on? No, it's just cool. They just you know talked a little bit about some of the new stuff that was coming out. Um, those guys are pretty cool to hang out with. They're, they'll talk to you like normal people. Uh, their studio painter's a cool guy. He always gives friendly advice on painting as well. That's nice. Uh, but no, it was a good time. Well, cool. Well, I think you said you took a couple pictures for me, and I'll probably um, throw that up on the Instagram once I get those, just so people can kind of see what you were looking at while you were there. Oh, yeah. And that's the other. So this has nothing to do with, well, so there's a game from like 30 years ago called Assault on Hoth. And I mm-hmm. guess that's just one of their favorite games just from growing up um, and they built a giant size version of that too. So even though I guess they don't have the rights to do any of that stuff, I guess as long as they're not selling it, it's cool. But yeah, they had, they had a giant size version of a star Wars game. I never heard of from 30 years ago, <laughs> but I took I'm a bunch of pictures to... of that. Cause I know you guys are into star Wars. Nice. Even yeah. We... I had no idea what was going on, but it looked cool. I'll definitely be interested in seeing that. That, that sounds really nice. Did they um, have there, has there been any word on the, uh, touch of evil no i mean i did i played the 10th anniversary version while i was there but i'm pretty sure it's just their one single like demo copy yeah um last year it was supposed to come out for the actual 10th anniversary but now we're in the 11th anniversary um kind of flying frog stuff usually gets delayed and delayed and delayed yeah um, they usually since they're a small company i guess the reason that they are given is bigger projects bump them to the end of the line and i guess that's what's been happening with them but yeah this game so far is only a year late yeah i've been trying to look for it for for a while just so i could throw everything into one huge box and and not have to worry about it yeah Um, i mean it's pretty cool it's so it's basically the same game they just made 3d versions of the four corner locations so it just looks cooler on the table and then the uh town elders they've made little busts of them um so they're i mean they're they don't really have any real functional purpose except for i guess they're cooler than a token like if they ever have to be put on the board yeah or if they get killed you can knock them over and i guess that's cool (laughs) well now now i'm gonna have to yeah i didn't know it actually included like 3d models of the location that's awesome so I'm probably well, then, probably gonna get well, there, there. yeah there's a there's a super duper version of the uh spectral horseman too so there's an actual f- model for him as well but then if you're playing against him there's like a third or like a separate gear deck that's called like hunting gear i think mm-hmm. and it's stuff specifically to help you fight you know the super version of him nice um, okay and then there are like side quests kind of things so it's extra stuff that you can do while you're just playing the game to kind of give you something to do because sometimes when you're playing a touch of evil you kind of just wander around waiting for stuff to happen but this gives your wandering a little bit more purpose because you know they'll i don't remember what any of them were but it's just you know you get i don't there's no points in that game so it's not like you right. get points for doing stuff but it's like you you, you know, either survive or you don't on. yeah I know I've been trying to get Justin into it because I really like that game a lot. And uh, the last time, the first time we played, it was like a year or two ago. Actually, it was like two years ago. And he played like severely hungover the next morning. Um, so he, he did not enjoy playing the game because he did not feel well. Um, and then the last time we played, his character like 
fell down the stairs four times. Like he kept drawing, <laughs> yeah. he kept drawing a card that was like, "You fall down the stairs in this building." <laughs> but I mean, that sucks. But that's I think that's one of the things that I like most about that game is the stairs card. When you fall, you know, through the floor, you find like a secret set of stairs, and then it has you draw another card and uh, you know reencounter that same location. So I, that game is not like a game game. Like I said, there's no points or anything like that, and it kind of doesn't matter who wins. It's kind of just the story that it tells while you're playing it. Yeah, and I think I think what is the most interesting about that game? Every time that I've played, also it's it's been um, we've done like cooperative, so it's been us against the bad guy. And I don't think I've ever played a game where we have been against each other. I I don't think I have. I've been playing that game kind of since the beginning of getting in the game. So I think we probably played competitive at first, but. Uh, the people I play with usually like to play cooperative. Um, yeah, we all want to win. We don't want to. <laughs> we right. don't want to fight each other. Um. Oh, what else did I have to say about that? Oh well, I don't remember. Oh yeah. So I, I think a lot of people who review that game say that the uh, team version is the best version, and I've never done that. It's so t- it's like it's you know cooperative with the people on your team, but competitive against everybody else. Oh, okay. So you love like, like a, four. Two against two kind of a thing. Right. So, I mean, I guess the game plays the same. It's just a matter of you have some friends and some enemies instead of yeah. all friends. I mean, that, that that sounds like it could be fun, but I rarely have four people to play with. That. Uh... Yeah, and the box says, the, you know, with expansions, you can play up to eight. I cannot imagine trying to play that game with eight people because it would probably go on for the rest of my life. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, especially if you had like all three expansions or all two expansions connected yes. to it. That would be a nightmare. Um, I feel like I feel like that's kind of the only way to play anyway, is with everything mixed in. Yeah, I've 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 been wanting to do that. I still haven't opened up the other two boxes that I have. I think I've only only ever played the expansions at your house. Yeah, um, well, yeah, we were just playing that the other night too. Uh, so the coast expansion thing is cool because it's got all the ghost pirates and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's you know good for the season. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it can get kind of rulesy on some of that stuff because there's a lot of stuff to keep track, but it's a cool scenario, you know, playing against, it's called the Sunken Seven, and there's a whole story written in the rule book about, uh, like, why there's seven specific dead ghosts that you got to fight. Yeah. I like, uh, the Coast is also my favorite expansion just from playing it at your house, and you can't, you can't really find it anymore. Like, for a while, uh, I could only find it for like $300 on eBay or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I happened to randomly find it at a board game shop here in town in Austin. And, uh, yeah, that <laughs> picked yeah, it up immediately. I, they, they have a shop set up at Dice Fest and I didn't, I don't honestly don't think I remember seeing it there either. I mean, it's like that, completely out of print. So, yeah. Um, so, but that, I think that's the first game I ever like went on the first day it came out to go buy it. <clears throat> Cause there, I used to work down the street from a comic shop. So as soon as I got off, I ran down there and they had one copy on the day it released and I got it. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, talk about a bit of news for board games real quick. I just kind of wanted to bring up, there's a City Skylines board game that released. I haven't really looked into it, but it just sounds like a terrible idea. Um, I'm not familiar with City Skylines. City Skylines is a SimCity board game, or a video game. So you, it's basically SimCity, but not the branded that way and it's uh what most people play because the newest sim city is terrible <laughs> yeah um so city skylines is a really great video game and i played it for a very long time but it looks like it's a module tile based 
board game where you build a city and I don't really know what the point is. Be the best city. I yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it just uh it, it's a weird a weird idea to build a board game around a um a city building game. Especially since like the video game like one of the great parts about it is you can continually buy land around your city to make it larger and larger, but the board game is just a single board, so you can't really do that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got uh, expansions built into the idea. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so you can put boards on <laughs> boards. If you can talk talk all of your friends into buying a copy too, you can. You guys can just stick all your boards together and make That's a giant true. city. Make a. I'm not sure it? if that's how it works. It probably is not, but gravity land for. Uh, yeah, for, <laughs> for Hero Quest, I had to turn around Quest. and look at. Um, but yeah, so that I I think I I do want to do an episode on weird board game ideas in the future. But I just wanted to bring up they do have a city skyline board game that I believe is already out. I got some ideas. Yeah, for <laughs> for weird board games. Oh, just weird stuff. Oh. I will definitely, uh, I'll definitely get your opinion on those whenever I put that episode together. Um, but all right, so we're going to talk about Horrified, which is a classic Universal Monsters themed board game um, where you play a group of people fighting classic monsters like Dracula, the Wolfman, or the Mummy, just to name a few. Um, and it's it's pretty. I mean, I would say it's it's a fairly basic game that has some nice depth to it but it's not hard to play. Um, I would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, I mean, that, but that's, that's a good thing. So I'm recording at my like game table right now. And I had to push all this shadows of brimstone stuff aside to make room for the computer, yeah. <laughs> but not, not, I mean, there's that. And, and then, you know, we're just talking about a touch of evil, which right. is also another table eating game, but just yeah. being able to play a game straight out of the box and put it back in when you're done. You know, like, no mar- modular tiles. There's no. Right. It doesn't get larger on you. It just it's the board. Right. Um, you just put it out. You play it. You put it away. And you know, end of transaction. Yeah, you don't have to. Which is, which is nice. You don't have to take pictures of it to set it up later. <laughs> whenever you guys need to get back together right. to continue it. Um, it. It's just it's a nice simple game, and I would I would uh, later on in the notes I talked about it, but I would highly recommend it over like Monopoly or no. Life or classic board games. Um, but uh, to talk about it a little bit, I couldn't really find a whole lot of information about it online, but it was released this year, 2019. Um, the designed the designer was uh, Prospero Hall, and the publisher was, I'm going to butcher this, but Ravensburger Spilvelag GMB. I don't know. They didn't really have a lot of board games about there. Um, I just say Ravensburger, and I think people will know what you're talking about. Ravensburger. Um, the reception of the game was good to just, it's, it's a game. Like I, I didn't really find anything. <laughs> yeah. The, it is in fact a game. There were a couple people that were like, oh, this is a, it's a good game. And then a couple people that I read some reviews that they didn't really like it that much for whatever reason. Um, and I think again, it kind of comes down to the theming. Somebody, somebody online was bitching about the theming, which was, uh, I don't know why that was the, the whole purpose of this game is. Uh, so I mean the thing so like the art like the look of and everything is really good thematically you know it's that original art style so it looks like a you know classic universal 
movie poster. Right. Um, so like all that, all the components and stuff like that are good for, you know, putting you in the mood and stuff like that. I don't, maybe don't feel exactly like I'm being attacked by Dracula's when I'm playing against Dracula, you know, his rules are slightly different than, you know, the creature slightly different than the Wolfman and slightly different than, you know, the invisible man. But, you know, like I said, I don't, didn't feel like I had a vampire, you know, chasing me around the town. Yeah. I mean, I will, I guess I, we can, we can bring that up whenever we talk about, I didn't think about that. Just, uh, things that don't really work in the game or, or problems with the game are that it thematically looks cool, but it, doesn't really kind of feel like you're being attacked by these monsters. Right. Um, it's not... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, a lot of people... So that's kind of the consensus is like the the stuff that people like about it is also the stuff that people don't like about it because, you know, we like it because it's, it's light, it's easy, you know, it's not a big deal to set up and tear down. Yeah. But then some people don't like it because it's too light, too easy. And I, I guess... No, that's like the breakaways is you, me and uh, like all three of us, you, me and Justin love, uh, you know, Ameritrash really heavy miniature board games uh, like Conan shadows of brimstone, Batman, like all of those are, it's going to take about 30 minutes to an hour to set up and it's going to take about an hour to two hours to play. Um, and so having a board game that we can be like, this is a fun board game that takes 15 minutes to set up and 30 minutes to an hour to play. Yeah, and it's like in and out. Um, so I think that's one of the the good things about this game is, is right. for for people that play heavy board games, then this is perfect for like well, a, yeah. Now, a I, mean, so I I played it a couple times last night just to you know refresh myself on the rules and all that stuff, so I can have more to talk about today. But like my sister came over and played it with me and Denise, and you know we played Dracula and the Creature, which is the intro. Uh, yeah, you know, difficulty level, and we beat it, and that was fine. And then we said, "All right, let's do it again." And so we did. And there's not a lot of games that I own that we can just turn around and replay without a whole lot of messing around. Yeah, yeah. The setup for it is is super quick and super easy. Um, kind of to to get through the like the the designer. I didn't really Prospero Hall. I've never heard of him before. And I looked up some of his previous games. We've got two Bob Ross games, The Art of the Chill and Happy Little Accidents, which I don't really know what those are about. A Brady Bunch party game. And then one of the Choose Your Own Adventures games, The the House of Danger. So, well, yeah, and these, I think these are all Target games. Yes. Like Target's getting in on you know tabletop gaming. There, there's a bunch of stuff. like I, I thought this game was Target exclusive, but I guess that's not true. But then, you know, like there's that jaws game that came out recently yeah a lot of people like that i think it's made by the same people the uh i have but have not played the monster crunch game which i believe is also a target exclusive i haven't heard of the monster crunch i was looking at jaws because i went to target to buy this game and they didn't have it mm-hmm. and i almost bought jaws just because i was there um but yeah it's uh you can buy this at, at barnes and nobles and amazon and uh, i think there's a couple other places mm-hmm. um but, it, I mean, the guys had, like, a history in designing board games. I just had never heard or played. I mean, I've heard of the Choosing Your Own Adventure just because I'm alive and I go to board game shops. Um, but I never actually looked into it. Um, I'm not, I didn't look into this before we recorded either, but I think maybe Prospero Hall is, like, a design team. Oh, is and it? Not a, okay. not a person. 
Well, that that would make sense. <laughs> so that's that's on that's on me, I guess, for that. But um, so, kind of to get back into just the game. So, the idea of the game, like we said, it's Universal Monsters um, terrorizing a town, and you play a group of people uh, that fight back. So, you're not necessarily like heroes, though. There are a couple people that are, that are like the the boatman or the adventurer or whatever. But you also have like a little boy who's a, I guess a news like a newsie. Yeah, I think he's a newsie. And then like an old woman that's in a wheelchair. She is the mayor. The mayor. So yes. you're not all like big strong men or big strong women. You're also a little boy and a woman in a wheelchair. Um, he's the courier. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at them right now. Okay, so you got a courier and the mayor. Um, but you're all <laughs> you're all fighting the monsters. You have to do a series of tasks before you can actually take out the monster. Um, and then you also have villagers that'll pop up randomly that you have to take and save so they don't get killed. Um, monsters win if they hit you too many times or if they kill too many villagers. And then you yeah, win once you kill the a, monster. Sorry, I'm, I'm new to podcasting. <laughs> I'm going to talk over you a lot. That's fine. That, uh, yeah, yeah there's, basically, there's a terror track at the top of the board. And every time a hero or a uh, villager dies, you move the terror track. And if you get, I believe, eight points on the terror track, then you automatically lose. Yeah. So... It, we found when because we played uh, at the board game day we played this game and we didn't i think the terror track moved twice like we were pretty vigilant about moving our characters and moving other pieces uh, across the board yeah and just so on every turn you know like the heroes take their turn and then you got to draw the monster card and that'll tell you what happens on the board like if the monster moves or if villagers show up and stuff like that and like every game that I've played has been pretty different because the first couple times I played, I had hardly any villagers show up. Uh, but one of the two times I played last night, I mean, it was, the board was just packed with villagers. And I think, yeah. which is cool because that gives you the opportunity. Uh, like every time, whenever a, a villager shows up on the board, it says, you know, this villager needs to get to the crypt or wherever they're going. And if you can escort them there, then you get, I don't know what they're called. They're white cards that have good stuff on them. Yeah. Um, but every I turn, forgot the name of them as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking right at them, but I don't know what they're called because it just has a picture of like a footprint on the back. Yeah, <laughs> but they're like a special ability cards that you can play. For instance, like you can make one of the monsters move three spaces away from you, preferably, or you can um, move. Like I think I had a one that was like move Dracula anywhere on the board or move any other monster three spaces. Yeah, so it's it's stuff to that's there to help you. Well, the monster cards are there to just obviously hurt you. Oh, yeah. And anyway, so all, all, all of that was to say that when more villagers showed up, there's more opportunities for the monsters to kill them, which moves that terror track along a lot faster. Yeah. So that, you know, the, the one game we played, you know, we got a terror score of like one or two because, you know, one of us got killed once and one of the villagers got killed once. But then one of the games we played, you know, six villagers got killed in a row because they just kept showing up. So we nearly lost that one just but, on dead villagers like i like the game's mechanic though because you don't when you get hit by the monster it's it's one hit and your character's out but you just go to the hospital and you move the next week or the the next turn i mean next week geez um <laughs> but you can uh you can pick up items that you use to hurt the monsters or to fight fight them um and you can dodge blows by just losing items so basically they just hit the the items instead of you which 
There's not a... I didn't see, but there's not a, a limit to the items you can carry, right? Nope. You can have as many as you can handle. So you can just pick up like a million items and then you, uh, you'll you never get hurt because you'll just drop those million items every time a monster tries to hit you. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. And I'm, I'm so used to, you know, getting killed and losing stuff that when I was explaining it to my sister, I was like, all right, yeah, you got killed. So you got to throw your stuff away and then go back to the hospital. And I was like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. So I checked the book. It's like, nope, you don't lose anything. You just get to start over in the hospital. Yeah. And she, I guess it sounds like she could have just blocked one of those hits with the, because even when they hit you and you lose an item, it doesn't move the tracker. It's only when you get, it's only when you die or get sent to the hospital. Um, but so this game, I just kind of want to, I guess we'll continue on with the, what we've already kind of been talking about what we like about it the most. And it's really just the, for one, it's cheap. It's 35 bucks. Um, like we said earlier on target, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, I think you could obviously find it on eBay probably for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. but it's cheap. It's easy to play. It's easy to learn. I, I had to learn it again because I only played it with you. I had to learn it again before the game game day. And I watched like a YouTube video on it and they were just terrible at explaining the rules <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason. So I just picked up the rule book and it, it you know, it's an easy five minute read and it's not hard to comprehend. Well, yeah, the rule book is 15 pages long, but the actual rules for the game end on page 10. Yeah. Because the, the last five pages are just you know, explaining in detail what the monsters do. And I mean, like the first five pages are just kind of like set up. Yeah, also. So, so pages prop- two and three are just components. Page four is setting up the board. And then so pages five through nine are actually telling you how to play the game. So it's a really simple, <laughs> simple to learn, simple to play, easy to pick up. Um, I would highly recommend it. This kind of sounds like we're sponsored by them, which we're not. But <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it, there's really not a whole lot of problems with it, except that if you're kind of really wanting to get into, um, I would say it's not a, like an immersive game, right? Like you don't feel like you're in this town and you don't feel like you're a little boy that's fighting monsters or uh, a boatman that's fighting monsters. You just kind of, you, you obviously feel like you're playing a board game the way that you would if you're playing Monopoly or, or Life or whatever. Yeah, like, like when I'm playing Monopoly, I always feel like a dog or a thimble. Yep, every time I feel like a dog buying a bunch of property and hiking up the rent for people. <laughs> um, but so I mean that that would be the thing is you're not necessarily whereas like if you're playing like we're talking about earlier like Conan or something like that where you're like well I actually kind of feel like Conan because I'm like cutting people in half and I'm like hitting this guy and then my damage Smashing goes into this guy. I'm running through walls like. Yeah, it feels it feels a lot more like you're actually the character, whereas this one you're kind of just like this is just a it's a fun game to well, play. Yeah, and it's I mean the the characters are, I mean kind of just art. I mean everybody's For got sure. a special ability, but you know like the mayor gets five actions and everybody else gets four actions. It's like why? Well, she's the mayor, I guess. Yeah. You know, well, so there's the explorer gets three actions, but one of her action her special ability is place her in any non-water space which means she can just jump you know all anywhere on the board that she wants to be right which is you know what's going to eat up your other actions anyway but it's a it's a very i mean i like the art a lot is i think that's the main thing is that that's the the reason you would kind of get this game is if you like the art 
Um, the the minis for the the villains, like you actually everything else is just kind of like a stand, a standy uh, cardboard piece, except mm-hmm. for the bad guys, which are all actual mini characters, which are nice. Um, but I mean, everything is good. Like the art is really good. You know, it's nice to look at, but just component quality in general is really good. Yeah, and I think they there's a lot of attention to detail just to kind of you know squeeze as much of the universal monster theme as they could out of it but even on the back of the board when you first open the box up and the the board is the top thing inside the box there's a they printed a little uh like a warning on the back of the board you know which i mean has absolutely no impact on the game but it's just a cool thing to open a box and see that they bothered to do that yeah like I, i i have the dark souls board game as well and when you open that box the first thing you see, there's a black sheet that just says you died. <laughs> and then there's and nothing, you will, nothing else in but, there. But same thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I would say the, the problems with the game are, are very minimal compared to just how fun it is. And if you like the theming or if you like old monster movies, then I think it's something that's that's worth picking up if you have have the time and have the money and have the people to play with. Yeah, and they 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 change up each monster like just enough, you know, to make it seem kind of like you're fighting the thing that you're fighting. So like with Dracula, you just got to go around and smash his four coffins at his four separate layers to weaken him before you got to fight him, and that's cool. Uh, like the the mummy, you have to go to the museum and solve this puzzle, and once you put all these you know hieroglyphics in place, then you can go fight him. So that's. It's basically just, you know, do an activity to weaken the monster and then find him and punch him. Yeah. And I like the, it, and there's also like the game is silly. Like there's a, the, yeah. there's silly portions to it. Like you, to destroy the, the caskets or destroy the coffins of Dracula, you have to have like six points of red uh, items. So that would be anything right. from like, uh, if you get a rifle, that's six points or you can get three darts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and destroy Just, a coffin. Like. Yeah. Sneak into the crypt with a pocket full of darts and throw them in a coffin. <laughs> I think that's, uh, yeah, that was. The, or, or huck a bear trap at it. Right. Or there's like religious items that are not necessarily. Yeah. Red items are physical items like, you know, bear traps and guns and stuff like that. Blue items are intellectual. So it's, you know, science stuff like lab equipment and umbrellas. That kind of stuff. <laughs> umbrellas. <laughs> Some reason. Or no, it was kites. <laughs> There's a yeah. bunch of kites that you can get. That's yeah. science. And then yeah, yeah, yellow items are spiritual items. So crosses, steaks. crosses, and and garlic and stuff like that. Garlic, you know, you know religious garlic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would say it's definitely worth kind of something to to pick up. It's I definitely enjoy playing it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess was- uh, Chris, do you have anything else to talk about? I was just say, I mean, we were kind of just hitting the same points over and over again, but yeah. like truly besides the one time I had to check to see what happens when you died, once you've played it once, you know how to play it. Like you don't need to go back and keep checking the rules. Like everything you need to know is like on your character card or on the monster card and that's it. Yeah. You don't like have to, I don't think we opened up the rules. Maybe I did yeah. once to clarify something, but. Yeah, so as soon as you read it through it once and play one game, you know how to play it. And, and you, then you just got to start mixing it up by changing your monsters around. Yeah, and you each have your own card that tells you, like, turn order and what, what your actions are, so you don't have to open up the rule book, and that's really yeah. nice. Um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, like I said, that's just, it's kind of a relief to play a game that's like that. I mean, I, I, people are going to probably compare this to Pandemic just because it's kind of just trying to keep the board under control while you work on specific tasks. Yeah. Um, but I would say but definitely yeah, Sammy, not as difficult. No, it's, it's not nearly as hard as Pandemic. Um, I would say Pandemic, which is weird because it's cubes, but it's probably not even as immersive as Pandemic because I feel like for real tension when I'm playing Pandemic. Well, it's because your board is filling up with cubes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, cubes are very... Well, they got they, corners on them. You got to yeah, watch out. Raise that tension. You know, make you sweat. Man, I hate cubes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, cool. Well, then I guess uh, I will we'll go to the last thing, which is, is it worth it? I think I've kind of said that that I, I think it is. I think it's worth picking up and adding to the collection. And then if you don't like it, then I'm sorry. I have nothing else to say. Well, I'm not sorry. All right. He's not sorry. You're just going to pick it up and like it or not like it, I guess. Um, but cool. Well, we will be back again next month. I think we are planning on talking about Root. And uh, yeah. yeah. So thank you all for listening. And remember what is best in life. Board games. Board games. Oh, we're we supposed to say it together? No, it's okay. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Board, Board games. games.